Hi there, I'm Allison Hazelden, former child actor turned marketing consultant who eventually found her way back to acting. Now I'm pursuing my acting career while also teaching other creatives how to market themselves too. Here we talk about the mental, emotional, social, and business aspects of the entertainment industry that they didn't teach you in school. Think of me as your personal cheerleader, lovingly honest business coach, and yogi friend all mixed into one. I'm inviting you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we navigate the industry together. This is the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. Welcome back to the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Allison Hazelden, and I am so stoked that you're here because this episode is going to be so good. It is a rare thing that I have repeat guests on the podcast. Um, but Michelle Schlafman is just so wonderful and so just generous with her thoughts and ideas and techniques um, that I just had to invite her back. We did a live um, clubhouse chat with Michelle. Um, you might hear Alex Collins on here as well. And we had um, crowdsourced a whole list of questions from our Beyond Acting community about what they were struggling with when it comes to mental health as an actor. And the cool thing about Michelle is that she, while she works with a number of different people um, who are not actors, she does specialize in working with actors. And you'll hear her talk about that as well. And so I think it's, you know, a rare and beautiful thing when you find a therapist, a psychologist, who understands the unique lifestyle and unique struggles of actors. And Michelle is that person. And she um, has created a bunch of different techniques that are tailored to our lifestyles and um, and our our struggles and our experiences. And she shares a lot of those in today's episode. We are talking about all kinds of things from actors with anxiety to um, not losing sight of who you are as a person outside of the actor, how to navigate um, scenes involving trauma or really hard emotions safely while still protecting yourself um, inside of the character, and so many other things. She is just Oh, she's so good. And um, I can't wait for you to hear from her and to learn from her. Um, as always, with all of my podcast episodes, but especially the ones um, involving mental health and things like that, take what speaks to you, take what works for you, and leave the rest. Um, we all have our own unique journeys with our health and our mental health. And what might work for one person won't work for someone else. And that's perfectly okay. But I would hope that you would go into this with an open mind and open heart and ready to receive the ideas and messages that might be right for you. And on that note, here is Michelle. Ah, <sighs> uh, I hope that you know how. All right, guys. Um, such a beautiful conversation with Michelle. I hope that it was a gift to you. I hope that um, she inspired you as much as she inspires me. Every single time I have the the opportunity to speak with her, she has just a beautiful spirit. And I use many of the techniques that I've learned from Michelle myself. Um, and they are so, so helpful. And as you guys know, I mean, I'm just, I, 
I think that the importance of mental health, especially for artists, cannot be overstated. We signed up for a very difficult journey, a difficult career path um, that involves our emotions every day. And we're faced with really difficult, challenging emotional situations on top of all of the challenges that we face just being alive and being human. So I encourage you to, if you've lost sight of caring for yourself and your mental health in this way, maybe this is your sign today to refocus on that and figure out, you know, um, what the next right step is for you or pick up some good habits that maybe have fallen to the wayside. I know that, um, we all have struggles and, and I myself go through cycles of being really on top of it and then falling off off the bandwagon for a bit and then having to get myself back up on it. And that's okay. But um, I hope that this was a gift. I hope that it inspired you. I hope that it sparked a little bit of joy and understanding and peace for you today. Um, as always, I would love to hear what spoke to you the most out of today's episode. So feel free to um, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to share what most impacted you today. Or you can send me a direct message or leave me a comment over on Instagram at Allison underscore Hazelden at Beyond Acting or at It's a Slate of Mind. And on that note, guys, have a beautiful rest of your day. I will see you on the next one. Wonderful. Well, hi, everybody. It's super nice to be here. My name is Michelle Schlafman, and I practice holistic psychotherapy. And what it really is, is I'm a licensed professional counselor, but I specialize in working with the body, mind, and energy systems. So it's kind of a blend of cognitive methods, how you think, how you feel, and energetic methods, what's happening beneath your skin, what's happening in your energy systems, and how does that relate to the life you're living with patterns and so on and so forth. So um, that's kind of what I do. I've been doing it now for, gosh, I've been in the field for over a decade and I primarily work with um, actors and artists and those that experience anxiety, uh, depression, spiritual transitions, hyperactive tendencies, and just the, the pure sense of overwhelm that a lot of us tend to feel lately. Yes. Love it. Um, and as a bonus fun fact, you're also married to an actor as well, right? This is very true. <laughs> yes, I am. So I have a very interesting perspective into the acting world, seeing it firsthand from <laughs> firsthand from the hubby. Yes, absolutely. So both personally and professionally, um, you have a lot of insight for us. Um, yes. So for anyone who doesn't know me and Alex, I just realized – I didn't do this. Um, we are the co-founders of Beyond Acting. Uh, we're both working actors in the Atlanta market, uh, but we both have previously worked in a variety of other markets, including Los Angeles, um, Orlando for me as well. Um, and we teach actors everything that they didn't learn in school about their acting careers, which is super important. And one of those, you know, beyond business and marketing, which is primarily what we tend to talk about, uh, mindset and health and well-being is also a huge, huge factor um, for actors to have a long and successful career and life. 
So that is kind of what inspired today's topic and today's guest. Um, and if you're not following us on Instagram, please do. We're over um, at Beyond Acting. Um, and we opened up the floor for folks to submit questions over there in advance. So a lot of what we're, we're going to be talking about today are pre-submitted questions for Michelle. Um, and if we have a little bit of time at the end, or if you have a clarifying question about anything that we're talking about today, absolutely, you'll have an opportunity to do that near the end. Um, but just know it's going to be a little bit different uh, than some of our more free-for-all question answer sessions, uh, just because of the nature of, of today's subject. So um, I think that's all. Am I missing anything else, Alex, before we, we get into it? No, nah, you got it. You're on top of it. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Cool. All right, Alex. Yeah, get, get it going. I'm going to have questions later, but, but I'll let you guys, you guys handle it. Great. Okay. So, um, Michelle, what do you think about starting with some of the questions that we received about anxiety? Does that sound okay with you? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, awesome. So we definitely had, I'd say, a majority of our questions submitted were about anxiety, um, which makes a lot of sense within the nature of our business. So let's start out with, um, I, I thought this was a really interesting question, and I'm curious as to your take on it, Michelle. So we had a question submitted that was quite point blank. Uh, is acting even a good choice of a career for someone who identifies as being a highly anxious being? Um, and is there is there hope for people who feel like their anxiety is crippling? This is a delightful question and a very authentic question, especially for whoever asked it. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's one of those answers of it depends because I have seen and worked with some people who are actors that are highly anxious, but actually work through their anxiety by practicing acting. So I think it depends here what the anxiety is stemming from. Is it the acting itself that makes the individual anxious? Is it the audition process? Is it showing up and, you know, performing and taking as many um, cuts as possible? Is it perfectionism that makes the individual anxious? Or is it completely unrelated to their career? Is it their family that makes them anxious? So when we refer to an anxious being, there are a lot of reasons why someone might feel that way. And I would think that it would really more so be based upon what the root of their anxiety is uh, that would answer that question. So if it was acting that made them anxious, then perhaps it might not be the appropriate career choice or, or they would need to work through some of that anxiety in order to show up in a way that felt more comfortable for them. But if it's their life that makes them anxious in general, then maybe acting is actually a great way to work through some of that anxiety and it wouldn't affect their career at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why it is so helpful to work with a professional through these things um, because they can, you know, help identify some of those nuances, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I love that. I would say, since we're talking about anxiety, what would you say are some of the most common sort of 
artist particular anxiety experiences that you've come across working in, in your career? Definitely the sense of perfectionism and judgment and insecurities with people viewing them a certain way. Um, I think whether you're working with an artist or whether you're just working with someone at a normal everyday career in an office, um, anxiety is something that it shows up so differently for so many people. And there are different ways to process through the anxiety. There are a lot of different things that people can do to help support the anxiety, but it's really about, again, kind of finding and identifying why it's present, where its location stems from, what it means to that person. Um, refresh that question one more time for me. Um, sure. Um, so we were just talking about maybe some of the most common um, ways that anxiety might manifest for an actor or artist in particular. Okay. Um, the, the, definitely the lines, the script area. That's a place where a lot of actors have uh, a real struggle, um, especially when they are practicing their lines. They feel quite uh, good to go. You know, they're ready to do their audition or they're ready to go on, on set. But when they show up, more so the stage fright, that can be something that gets in the way, uh, whether they lose their words, which I'm sure a lot of you have experienced in the past. We're not, not even not even feeling anxious, but all of a sudden just getting totally frozen in the middle of a line. Um, that's one way anxiety will show up. Another way that anxiety will show up is socially, which can also be strange because, you know, an actor is it's like a liberated human, right? They act, they, they do things, they share things, they are super vulnerable. But sometimes I find that a lot of actors experience social anxiety. Um, and moving through that too can be quite a challenge, especially when the idea is, oh, well, an, you know, you put an actor in front of the camera and they got it, like they know what they're doing. And while that might be correct, there's also other areas where um, it might not be correct. You know, they'll still feel the angst inside of their system because everyone is always watching them, especially the actors that have made a name for themselves. It's like wherever they go, they are viewed to be a certain way. And so anxiety can manifest there as well. The bigger you grow as an actor, the more the anxiety your body can experience. And also the opposite of that. And there's a lot of ands here. <laughs> there's always a lot of ands when it comes to anxiety. But even a beginning actor getting into the field can experience a lot of anxiety because they feel quite incompetent and not, not as experienced. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I've experienced um a lot of those scenarios myself, and um, they can really um, impact us. So um, hopefully if you guys are listening along, maybe you've resonated with one of the experiences that Michelle talked about. Um, so what would you say are a few techniques that could maybe help relieve some of that anxiety in any of those kinds of scenarios um, in the moment? Mm -hmm. There are so many different techniques to utilize, but I find that grounding into the body and grounding out of the body are the most supportive. Um, grounding into the body is noticing, and if you even do this with me right now, just noticing your hands, looking at the palms of your hands, the lines and the palms and the fingers and flipping them over and noticing the fingers. 
and taking a deep breath in through the nose and then out through the mouth or out through the nose, whatever you prefer. And dropping the shoulders and noticing your feet, noticing your jaw, relaxing your jaw. Just noticing your breath, just coming back to the natural state of breath that you're aware of. And the other technique that you can do is orient yourself to the space and time that you're around. So notice what's happening in your room. What colors might you see? What might you hear? What might you sense touching the outside part of your skin? Just really observing the external surroundings and the internal self. And it, it takes an intuitive sense to know what's best for you because sometimes if we're anxious, going inside and listening to our heart will scare us because if we have palpitations, it, it revs up, oh my gosh, I'm clearly having anxiety right now. So we wouldn't want to do that if we noticed we are already past, a, let's say, 0.5 out of zero to 10, if we're at, if we're past five, we would not want to ground into the body. But if we're starting to notice that we're feeling anxious, let's say zero to four, we would want to work on our breath, ground into the body, feel the hands, the feet, the jaw. If you're past that five, that's when you would want to ground out of the body and view your spaces around you. So it really takes that intuitive you know, idea of what's happening inside of me right now and what do I need? What would make me feel better in this moment? And then the third piece of that is when anxiety comes sometimes, it comes. It's a messenger. It doesn't always mean we're going to be able to get rid of it. So how can we find comfort in it? And that, I think, is one of the hardest things for people to do is like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> it's here, but how do I manage it? How can I find some strange sort of comfort through this process of feeling anxious? So it's really the compassionate centered idea of we're going to be uncomfortable sometimes and sometimes we're just going to have to sit through it and it is okay to sit through it. So I would say those three things would probably be um, supportive and, and would be worth a try. <laughs> Ooh. Michelle, that third one, man, that's hard. I find yeah. like so hard. I think especially, um, you know, if maybe um, as an artist, we are experiencing anxiety in a sort of performance space, right? Because I think the instinct is I got to get rid of this anxiety. I got to get it out of here, man, because I have, I have stuff to do. I have to perform. I have to get through this. I have to, you know, connect with this person. I have to, you know, knock out this audition. And would you say that that kind of gut instinct actually fuels the anxiety even more and kind of gives that opposite effect? Or, or what has been your experience with, with that kind of um, reaction there? Yeah, I mean, it can. And, you know, even as you said that, if you're in a room full of people, you know, people like honesty. If, if I'm nervous, like when I'm teaching or something, if it's in front of a large crowd and I'm nervous, I might crack a little joke and be like, man, I feel some anxiety right now. How do you guys feel? So I might even kind of announce like, ooh, I'm feeling something in my body. Let's do a check-in. Let's all do a check-in. Now, clearly, if you're an actor, you might not tell a director, hey, let's do a check-in together. <laughs> but, um, but you might say like, oh my gosh, wow, this is really interesting. 
I'm going to work through this. You know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to embrace your authenticity even more. Um, and guys, I apologize if you hear outside a FedEx truck. So if you hear beeps, that's what that is. Um, but it, I think it's just part of the process, you know, especially in an actor's life, it's going to come up for most people at some point in time, it's going to come up and it's going to come up when you're around other people, especially people that you're intimidated by. Mm. Yeah. I like, I like what you mentioned there about, um, at least just, you know, identifying it and allowing yourself to be like, okay, this is happening. Um, and I can either, you know, embrace it and figure out a way to work through it, or it's probably gonna, you know, knock me out. Um, I think that's kind of a, an awesome, like, cognizant tool and a way that in something that often feels so out of our control, we kind of can take somewhat of control back over it. So I love that. Um, cool. Let me see what was next on our list of questions. I got a little bit <laughs> on a tangent there. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about Ooh, I love this one because um, this is this is important and it is a little bit complicated and situationally based. But the question that was submitted was, is there and or should there be a specific approach for actors to protect their mental health while they're undergoing an intense or drama-oriented scene, especially for actors who may have experienced trauma themselves in real life in the past? Any thoughts on that, Michelle? Yes, yes, and yes. I think this is whenever whenever I do this, this is one of my favorite questions to answer because I love working with parts work here. And I think you and I have briefly kind of spoken about mm -hmm. it before. But parts work is the idea that we have so many different personality traits inside of our mind, pieces of ourself, we are whole and we are separate. So if someone has trauma, if someone is doing a role that really brings to the surface like a visceral response of a trauma, but that person needs to then act that trauma, even if it's a similar trauma to the one that they've experienced, I would, I would really encourage them to utilize parts work here. And what that means is they might talk to that traumatic part of themselves as if it were a child or whatever that whatever age the trauma occurred at before they get into that scene. They might say something along the lines of, hey, we're doing this together and I know this is going to be hard for you. Talking to it like it's a person, but this is something that we're doing together for our career. It's something that we are doing for this role. And it doesn't mean that the trauma is going to surface as if it's real and is real in this moment. So it's really talking to the trauma as if it were another human to let it know that you are there for it. And I would, I would also encourage another part to be brought to the surface. So let's say that trauma part is brought to the surface and is needed to, you know, produce this certain scene. The, the other part would be maybe a sense of comfort or um, a manager role inside of the brain. So the, the manager role might say, I'm watching you. I'm observing you, trauma part. And I know that this is going to be probably really challenging for you, but I have you afterwards. So this is our plan afterwards of decompression. We're going to take the clothes off. 
literally out of the acting role. We're going to sit outside, sing a song, eat a piece of food to ground into the body, and we're going to release whatever we need to afterwards. So it's kind of like working with yourself as if you are multiple people all at once, but that's a way that you can support going into an experience and bringing up something that feels very hard for the actor but also letting it know that it's going to be taken care of afterwards and it's going to be taken care of during. If anything happens to that person, to the actor while they're in the role, if it becomes too much, which it has sometimes for people, you know, we've, we've seen it written about often. Like sometimes people go a bit overboard and um, you know, for all the right reasons, but they get too stuck in the, kind of blurred version of non-reality, but there's a speckle of their old reality in it. And so if you really create scaffolding, whether it's for anxiety that the person has to bring up, an old trauma, a really sad, depressed scene, a suicidal scene, a violent scene, whatever it might be, the scaffolding around it, talking to yourself as if you're multiple different people and using protective measures can be really supportive. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but every time I'm just like blown away at, I guess, just the precision of of the practice. You know, I think, um, you know, as actors, there there is a lot of precision to the work that we're doing in that way. And yet, you know, we're not always instructed on that aspect of it. Um, so that is really good. I think for a lot of the actors who, who do kind of like that, that homework, um, element of, of our craft, that will be a really, really useful tool, um, to layer into their, their work and their research and their rituals. Um, and I know that you kind of briefly touched on this, but do you have any other suggestions for um, maybe coming out of and closing out um, the energy from a, partic- or a particularly intense um, scene that you might be doing in character to kind of say, okay, I'm you know leaving that on set and now I'm, I'm going back into my real life so that you don't kind of carry that out with you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the derobing process is the the whole entire process really want, you know, you want to be intentional with it. You want to be very mindful with letting go. And this applies to any work that anyone does that takes a lot of effort and should be applied to any work in general. I think the problem, you know, that we've had during COVID is that we've blended our work into our life, into our everyday life. And it's a little bit, it's been more challenging to separate the two. But if you're on set and you're done with set and you're done with everything for that day, I always share to derobe, to take your clothes off and really imagine the energy that the role embodied that took place on your clothes, took place on the outside of your skin, just letting that go, you know, taking a shower, washing that off, maybe doing some things that remind you of you. So tapping back into yourself, what do you like to do? Not your character, but what do you like to do? bringing back your own personality a little bit. Um, And spiritually speaking, if we're using crystals and sage and and those kinds of things, saging yourself, um, using essential oils to just kind of release some of that air. And you can also use sound. So it might sound silly, but if you clap, like all the way around your body, it kind of breaks up those particles that are stuck energetically. So you can also use clapping. You can use um, 
You can use feather wands or your own hands to kind of brush down your aura. So it's like a sweep. So if you were to take your if you were to take your left arm and your right hand, your right hand would start at the top of your left shoulder and it would be like you're pulling down a sleeve. So you're just moving all the way down the, the skin with the hand all the way out through the, the left hand. So it's like you're brushing your arm, you're brushing your arm and you would want to do that with both of your arms, your chest. So you, you would brush down from the underneath part of the chin all the way down the neck, through the chest, maybe the breast through the chest area and off out in front of you. So you just want to really clean your energy. And, and it's funny because a lot of people don't, they don't know to clean their energy. It's not something that we're taught. Um, and it's not necessary. It doesn't always resonate with everyone's belief system either. So if this piece of guidance doesn't resonate with your belief system, let it go. Don't listen to it. But if it does resonate with your belief system that we are full of energy and we are made of energy and our energy does need to be clean from time to time, I would also utilize those principles too. Yeah, absolutely. And if this is something that, you know, is unfamiliar to you, but not necessarily feels like indirect contention with your belief system, I like to think of this as the equivalent, at least for me, um, of how, you know, maybe you watch a scary movie and you just feel kind of like still a little bit spooked out after it's over. So then you got to turn on your favorite um, like 30-minute sitcom or comedy for a little bit to help, you know, reset the balance. That's kind of how I think about energy cleansing practices. Is that a decent analogy, Michelle? I think I might have to borrow that from you. Go for it. Take it, please. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> cool. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for those tips. I love that. And I love just, you know, being more mindful of those things. Um, before we open up for questions, I want to pivot into this other um, question that we had because I think it's really, really relevant no matter if you are an actor who is brand new or have been doing this for a really long time. And so this question is, what are some tips or advice for actors on setting healthy boundaries around their life and career? Because many actors feel like they have to be on all the time or available 24-7 for their careers and, and or they might feel like they have to compromise their values uh, or do things that they're uncomfortable with in order to succeed in their careers. Any advice um, on boundary setting? Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Those are so much fun and so hard all at the same time. You know, it's hard to fully answer this one, so I'm going to do the best that I can because it's so individualized. Sure. I think that... I think that it depends where we are in the acting world, whether it's we're full into our career, we're a working actor, you have so many different contacts and networking systems available, you have everybody that you need in place, and it's just kind of sheer luck. Are you the right person for that role? And when boundaries come into play are when the actor starts to feel drained, when they start to not remember who they are or what their life was like before it. And I've seen this happen a lot. Um, they get so enmeshed with the work that they do, which in some ways is needed, right, for an actor. I mean, you have to give it your all. 
most of the time you have to give it your all. You have to show up as many places as you can at the right time and the right situation to be seen. So when the person starts to forget who they are and starts to, you know, not spend as much time with friends or family, um, and the ego becomes in charge of their world, I would say it's really important to start to integrate boundaries. And at that point, it's it's also a little bit too far, too far down the road. Like we would, we would hope that would happen a little bit before. Um, but how to create boundaries from the beginning really is to be mindful about taking time out, separating, separating, acting as it is a career. I wouldn't work as a therapist for 10 hours a day and then come home and then do more therapy. Like I would be insane. <laughs> I would, right. I would totally lose sight of myself and I would have energy leaks and I would feel totally drained and I wouldn't be able to function. And so the same premise applies to an actor and it's easy. It's easy to lose yourself in the world of acting because there are so many different facets of it. There's studying scripts, there's watching television shows, there's, you know, observing dialect. There is, um, playing different roles, different characters, finding different emotional stressors to bring up so that they're available to you when the time comes. I mean, there are so many different areas of acting and it's very abstract and it's very individualized and very separate. You know, unless you are in an acting school, right? And you have specific classes that you attend and homework assignments, that's more structured. But often in the world of acting, there is not much structure. I mean, you guys know when you get on set, like sometimes it's a 16 hour day. Sometimes things get changed over to four days later, you know, like it's like right then and there, when you get that call, you go, you do your thing and you drop everything else. So boundary wise with that, it's kind of like, that's the nature of the game. And everyone kind of knows that, right? You drop whatever you're doing in that moment, if you really want that role. But outside of that, still take your vacations, guys, <laughs> still take your vacations, still do what you want to do. Have fun with your friends, do things other than acting and remember who you are, because if you don't do those things and you blend into the acting world and forget who you are, you won't be able to show up as who you really want to be because you'll forget. So I think that would be my, that would be my answer to a question regarding boundaries. It depends. Haha. <laughs> we just flew through another episode of the It's a Slate of Mind podcast. Consider that another check off your to-do list today. Want more from the podcast? Get more tips and tricks, free resources, courses, and inspiration at allisonhazelden.com. You can also get connected with the It's a Slate of Mind community on social media at It's a Slate of Mind.